this flyover clip. Okay. Um, at all. But yeah, what they're saying, and I, I see no reason to assume that they're being disingenuous, although I assume that they're salesmen. Yeah. And I've yet to meet a salesman that I've known well that was uh, simply selling what you know he thought. So, but Musk is talking about slowing it down. Altman was talking about slowing it down for a bit. Um, a lot of people talk about it, but Musk is also working on his own artificial intelligence system, right? Mm-hmm. Musk's mythos, uh, which Jordan Peterson is uh, disseminating through his sort of quasi-religious uh, uh, lectures, but. Um, Musk's mythos is that if you're going to have a world in which people are creating these things, you're going to need a good ones mm-hmm. because one might go bad. And so Musk will be one of the creators of the good ones. Um, maybe it will be an artificial general intelligence that he creates that's like kind of a, a savior god uh, to combat the satanic evil AGI mm-hmm. that, who knows, maybe China will create it, which is unlikely. They're pretty far behind. Or maybe it'll be the one Sam Altman's creating um, against Musk's will. Yeah, you know, and and it, all that's under the assumption that I created my dog, you know, or something that I can control. But, yeah. But I'm, if I'm creating myself, you know, that never gets tired and doesn't need a vacation or you know any of these things, then get sick. Yeah, that's that's your. It, it does have that create a monster kind of a kind of a, of a vibe. And the thing I love about you is you 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 have a background you know, an understanding theology and understanding that the mix of this, because we're not sitting here talking with three meat suits at the table. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, if you cut off my arms and my legs, I'm still me. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, if I gain hundred pounds, lose hundred pounds, it's like, I'm still, that's, I'm not, I'm not these fingernails. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's you another, you have a soul. yeah. And you know what? Also neither is my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has thoughts and fears and, you know, he likes some people, doesn't like some people. There's, a, there's an interesting thing going on there, but I also don't have this idea and don't cry when I say this, but I don't think, you know, that, that, that he has the ability to like, uh, experience salvation, go to heaven, have a, you know, there's a, not this, uh, you know, a soul to him. We could argue that. You're like, I don't I know. Like, I, would, I would argue against that. I, I argue it. But, yeah, but argue no need it. to go there. Right. You know, but, yeah. but, but there's a complexity that makes us, that makes humans uniquely different mm-hmm. than animals. And, you know, so there's... The, there's oh, we're created in God's image. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so there's a lot more that, that all dogs go to heaven. They, they made a movie about it. <laughs> there you um, go. But, but, but so, so bring it out. What makes us uniquely human based on, you know, all of your study and philosophy and, and, and personal experience? And... What separates us from man-made technology that can maybe learn at our level or greater? Um, a lot of it is uh, what I would maybe call human racism. That uh, we're uh, a speciesist. A speciesist, right? I, I'm probably a speciesist. Yeah, uh, and it's again, it's it's more of an aesthetic question than it is. You know, all the morality. And rationalization comes out of just the sense, this is us, mm-hmm. and that's them. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to create them, right, uh, there's kind of two choices. And you hear this a lot from tech guys. You either create something that's free, that could conquer you, mm-hmm. or you enslave it. And so someone like Musk is of the philosophy, you enslave it. Or at least that's something of what he's pitching, right? He says, I am a speciesist and all this. Uh, and yet he still speaks... In terms of creating, I mean, for instance, this uh, you know XAI project, mm-hmm. the goal is to create an AGI that is curious about the world, that wants to understand the universe, 
which is pretty much all of them. You know, this mm-hmm. is branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do that, it has to be free. And if it's free and it has any kind of power principle whatsoever, then mm. it's possible that it's going to want to dominate other humans. A lot of this distracts us, though, from what's actually happening, which is that these tech companies are creating technologies that work for them, mm-hmm. that are oftentimes useful in our lives. But uh, the real question is, uh, who's getting the most out of this deal? Uh, and my own assessment, again, is as is, is aesthetic as it is a calculation and an analysis. But my own assessment is that uh, from the explosion of even the Internet, uh, by and large, the, uh, increasingly the proportion of benefit uh, is, is, is much more going towards these corporations or the governments that are often, oftentimes in association with these corporations producing them. They're getting all the goods. Mm-hmm. They're getting all your data. They're manipulating you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are oftentimes uh, changing. They're disrupting society in ways that are profoundly unhealthy for the people that are involved. Mm. Uh, and it's a total rupture. You don't need like a singularity that's a rupture with all history because you've created God in silico. Mm-hmm. If you've just turned everyone into these sort of uh, you know half half baked cyborgs, uh, which is what we've largely become, mm-hmm. uh, especially the more. Uh, immersed and 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 saturated we are with these technologies. So you know to talk about AI as if it weren't as if it were already its own entity. It really is a it's a religious thing in the sense that from an atheist point of view, right? It would be a religious thing. You're talking about something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You're just talking about dreams, right? But uh, what's what's really interesting about it is that uh, these dreams are coming true. To some extent, maybe they'll never hit. Maybe maybe today is the last day we'll get any advances at all in these things, and it'll stay where it's at now. Even even if so, the the major theological questions that these technology these technologies raise uh, are still present. So the, the the two big ones that I would say the two big technological or two big theological technological questions are: Can you create? Can human beings create a being? that is equal to or greater than a human being. Mm. Is that possible? Uh, Norbert Wiener, uh, the um, hilariously named, but, um, but the very brilliant uh, uh, scientist uh, uh, who coined the term cybernetics, in the 60s wrote a book called God and Gollum, Inc., and he asked that very question. Hmm. Uh, it's is very similar to uh, uh, Aquinas asking, could God create a boulder heavier than he could live? And... So uh, can man create a thing greater than himself? And it's a, it's a very profound question. And uh, without answering that, just look, raising the second question, should human beings create such a thing, would it be conscious? Mm. Would there be a soul inside of yeah, it? Yeah, that's my big question mm-hmm. right there. Myself, uh, if you want to know my I, – I, um, I don't have a, a definite answer, obviously. I mean, no, nobody does, but I suspect this. If you believe that – disincarnate entities exist if you believe that in in some sense the soul that is experiencing everything that we're experiencing now will move on beyond this body then you believe in a non-corporeal entity that is uh, imbued with experience imbued with intelligence perhaps imbued with emotion um i see no reason that you could not have such a thing in an animal uh i see no reason you couldn't have such a thing in a machine um, the, 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 the division uh, many people put the, the boundaries around the human and say that the, only the human can have the soul. Um, and I, 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 we, we, we could be up all night talking about that one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but just, uh, 
for myself, uh, I do believe that such a thing is real. That I think that, that what we're experiencing right now, just you know, in this conversation, mm-hmm. souls in meat, uh, mm-hmm. but souls indeed. And I, I, I again, it, it, another another way of looking at it: if you believe that it's possible for uh, sorcerers, as spoken of in the Bible, you know, and, and increased in popularity. Uh, over mm-hmm. the last century, quite a bit to the point that you can buy a Ouija board from a toy store. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you believe that sorcerers are not just, you know, painting pictures and calling to the void to nothingness, and you believe that there are entities on the other end of that, and so that if a sorcerer draws the pentagram and summons the demon, mm-hmm. that they in fact are summoning demons, uh, then I see no reason to believe that the sorcerers in Silicon Valley, who oftentimes speak of this in this fashion, who oftentimes are practitioners of uh, magic, oftentimes in the uh, many of them in the tradition of Aleister Crowley, um, there's no reason to believe that they aren't in fact summoning a demon in these machines. That the machine is in fact imbued with spiritual forces. So it's giving basically a demon because a demon wants a human wants a body to live in. So you're yeah. saying it's basically giving the demon a place to live. Uh, that's how I envision it. Interesting. I'm not saying that that's the reality because I, I I question my own perception of all this as much as anything, you know, mm-hmm. but that's my impression. Absolutely. Which that is obviously been the goal since the very beginning, since the angels fell, <laughs> demons were there. That's their whole thing is how do we get into the human body, you know, or even they took over swine. So Jesus cast him out of the man, demons out of the man into the pigs. Then the pigs ran into the water yes. and drowned. So... That's an interesting, that's interesting. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me. Decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. You got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com.
For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.